Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Does anyone else find Jennifer Lopez so much more interesting because of Ben Affleck? Like, she's the big, mega, glittery, shiny pink diamond star right but for some reason he's that to me in their relationship like he's the one behind lurking in the shadows that for that reason my eyes are all on him just his unbothered misshaven zero fucks dispassionate unflappable usually persona that seems really authentic the Boston of it all, the Duncan of it all. You know, he's that guy in college that just doesn't give a shit that the girls like because he's like half a mess. Um, I just love it. And it's so intriguing. And I know firsthand, like I know firsthand that since they were broken up, that he was always the one that got away. And it really is an amazing story that they're back together. And I'm sure it's flawed and imperfect, just like every relationship, particularly in our 50s. Like that's when you really realize that every relationship has issues and is flawed and requires therapy and work. And it's just like a different mold than when you're young and everything is supposed to be so pristine and perfect and fairy tale. And so when the road doesn't take you right on that fairy tale, you give up because it takes so many years to realize as an adult that with divorce and kids and imperfections and careers and loss and money and in that case addiction and all that, that like 
life is just beautifully flawed. And I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Like I recently heard Neil Patrick Harris comment on his secret to marriage, which is kind of saying that like, if you think it's going to go in one direction, then that's not for you. Like the secret to success is that it's not necessarily success, that it's imperfect and that you have to ride the roller coaster, which was something in the movie Parenthood. There was a movie Parenthood, a Ron Howard movie with Steve Martin and a bunch of great actors. And the grandmother's explaining that she likes the roller coaster. And she's kind of, you know, it's an analogy to life, like that the life is, life is a roller coaster. And so Neil Patrick Harris was talking about the secret to his 18-year relationship and basically, you know, letting us know that it's imperfect. And recently Pink was talking about her relationship and the twists and turns and when she got together with her husband, how she didn't know anything about commitment or honor in relationship or probably fidelity and you know, they've been on the road together and it's a choice. You just made that choice. So J-Lo and Ben kind of are imperfect. And I like that you sometimes see them seemingly argue on the street, even though they're probably not really arguing. Um, I saw Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn recently in an interview saying basically the same thing, that like, you're going to cry, you're going to laugh, you're going to hate each other, you're going to swell, you know, together, and then you're going to pull apart. And I think it's the people that have all these high expectations and think that it's supposed to be perfect and it's supposed to be easy. They're the ones that fail and the ones that realize that success is knowing that a relationship will be fraught with heartache and some failure and that it's about commitment and stick-to-itiveness if it's what you want and if you're on the same path and if it's a common goal and if you want to be sitting on the bench next to that person, you know, when you're lucky enough to be in your 80s. It's really that. So there's something about the Ben and Jen of it that I really like. Like, I'm I'm just more interested in her now because of him, which is interesting because she's always been the peacock. But to me, he's the peacock for me in the relationship. I'm just always watching what scruffy, you know, sloppy imperfectness he's throwing out there. Um, I just like it. I just think it's also completely hilarious and ridiculous that now he's a recovering addict. She's with him. She's never been a drinker. Now she has an alcohol brand and now she's doing tequila shots on the Golden Globes red carpet. It, it makes no sense. Like either she's doing the shots because she wants to like prove that she drinks because she's selling an, a cocktail or it's just a great time to start drinking when you're in a relationship with someone who's an addict, which almost ruined their career, even though you never drank. And that was one of your main secrets. <laughs> it's called Who the Hell Knows? Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we're back in the swing of it with 2024. I do feel more renewed than usual. I think it's also getting older and wiser and just realizing what's important. But this was definitely a positive holiday. 
it made me want to slow down. It made me grateful. It made me really appreciate being in the moment with my daughter, loving travel. I have so many different New Year's resolutions, uh, which is great because I usually have none. I usually don't believe in them, but I just feel that I'm in the spirit of just wanting to do better and be better. And I would say that I want to work less and that means working smarter, not harder. It doesn't mean just sitting around. It just means sometimes we flap our wings and get our feathers all ruffled and get crazy over things we don't need to and exhaust ourselves. And we don't really get more done that way. In fact, we just exhaust ourselves. So just to work more efficiently. Um, I was impulsive over the holiday season. I first took my daughter on a trip snowboarding, which was planned, but then just in the moment, realizing how much I had worked this year and how I just felt like I wanted to reward myself and her and just be present and be grateful um, and do something really special for us. I just said, let's just go you and I to somewhere that is clear water. And we ended up going away to Turks and Caicos. And I've never really planned a trip like the day before in that manner. That was really special. And it was kind of like I was celebrating my success and being able to do that, be fortunate enough to do that. Um, and that I really am about the experience of my daughter more than uh, the spoiling. I refuse to have a spoiled child and I'm very much on the case of keeping her in line and trying to keep her grounded despite the amazing opportunities that life with me as a mother does provide. Um, we were in Aspen. I saw the first lunch that Brent and I had, or one of the first lunches, we ran into uh, Kyle's daughter's. Farah, um, Alexia, Portia wasn't there. Sophia was there. And it was really nice. Like, it's just crazy to run into Farah, who's a grown woman who, you know, was engaged and has a business and is successful and that I really did know when she was four years old. And I can picture her with her little short, cute little haircut giggling and thinking I was so funny when she was four. She used to giggle at me. Um, because I used to be just as crazy as I am now with Kyle. And like I was the entertainment committee. And I just remember Farah in the backseat of Kyle's big, gigantic <laughs> Mercedes. Like a, like, a, like a big boat that she used to drive, which was just funny, even then. And Farah was in the backseat. And we just used to laugh. And we were in our 20s. And um, I think my car at the time was a Ford Probe. Um, and, oh my God, I remember Kyle and I like just going out to nightclubs. And I remember meeting Maurice and it's just crazy to hang out with Farah and then her sisters. And I really like all of them. They honestly are sweet. They're charming. They're nice girls. They were so sweet to Bryn. Like they have a good energy. It's, it's infectious. It made me proud of Kyle as a mom. Like I just, I like it. I love when I'm in Aspen and I run into Kyle and the girls because it's like not LA BS or New York BS, which means probably housewives BS and entertainment industry. It's just like seeing them in Aspen is just a different element. It is superficial because it's Aspen and Aspen has a superficial aspect, but in a very fun and the best possible way. And so I just like when I see Kyle and like, it's just about us as women and how many years we've known each other and the history and you know, we both have our guard up sometimes in life because we've both been in this space and we've been on different sides of it. And she's 
stayed in this genre for such a long time and is a veteran and I was, you know, in and out and fickle and flippant and obviously rebellious about it. Uh, I was there earlier than her, but she's stayed much longer and we just come from different sides of it. But we have a history long before that, which I find interesting. And I think that when we're in the nonsense of the media and Instagram and TV shows and talk shows and press and nonsense, then it can get into our heads. But when it's just us and we see each other, we always really care about each other, connect with each other, and definitely trust each other. Like, I always am moved by the fact that I know that Kyle trusts me no matter what. There's nothing she wouldn't tell me. And, you know, over the years, since we were in our 20s, there's probably almost nothing she hasn't told me. And I'm a vault. That's one thing everybody knows. And I've said this over and over again. Like, there are people that I've been on The Housewives with that I definitely do not care for that I know things about that I would never share and things about Andy and the entertainment industry and the powers that be. And I'm just old school with that. I'm not one of these people that would ever show someone's texts or DMs. Like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in screenshotting something someone sent you. I just have like a code that is just very, very old school. Maybe growing up at the racetrack, maybe, you know, I don't fuck around and snitches get stitches. So yeah, I'm not a rat and we know a lot on each other. And to that end, Mauricio was also in Aspen and it was nice to see him. And I'm just, you know, like what goes on between someone and their spouse of several decades is really no one else's business. Yes, they're on reality shows. Yes, they've chosen this path of entertainment. Yes, they live in LA. Yes, they're in Aspen. And so many people speculate about them, but I am definitely moved by the fact that they have a history together and that they together have raised these amazing girls and that they, as a unit, despite all the individual elements that that unit is comprised of, they are a family unit, whether now traditional or non-traditional, which for a long time, I haven't really believed in traditional that much. I think it's evolved and changed so much because people are realizing that they just want to be happy and find their own happiness. And people have to be on their own journey while realizing that they're in relationship with someone else who's on their own journey. So it's sometimes hard for everyone's journey to align. And sometimes you get off the road and get back on and, you know, have differences or find each other again, etc. But I just really like that they are away as a family unit. You know, are they glued to each other every second? No, but they're grown ass women and men with grown ass women, children. And I like that they will have a family dinner. And I like that they have all this history. And you do not ever know what's going to happen in life. Like you really just don't. Who knows what happens with Kyle Maurice when they're in their 80s and 90s and their kids have their own kids and Kyle and Maurice have grandkids. Like I just respect and honor the fact that they've been together for multiple decades, also on reality TV, also in LA, also in the entertainment industry with high profile families. And they have nice kids who I like and who I like to run into. So that was something that was really nice for me just to see Kyle and talk to her. And also for me, like I, it's very obvious to everyone around me that I just have nothing to prove and there's nothing that anybody has that I want. And there's no money that can buy me. There's no deal that can buy me. I'm really at a place in my life where I'm just doing exactly what I want. And 
Kyle and I were very honest with each other about uh, different circumstances in our lives and careers. And it was just a nice moment. So that just felt like really good and clean and connected. And like I said, I loved seeing Maurice and um, proud of him and his Dancing with the Stars and just proud of all of that. And it was also nice to be there with Bryn because Kyle and her daughters love seeing Bryn. And it's just crazy that we both have daughters that, you know, mine's much younger, but still, I mean, Portia's only a year or two older than Bryn. But, you know, I just think there's something about that, knowing someone for so long and both of us having daughters. So it was really nice to see them and nostalgic. And I've spent other Christmas holidays uh, getting to spend time with them. And that was definitely a highlight, as was... Um, the mommy and me trip to Turks and Caicos. And then Paul and I had a really nice grounding trip to Puerto Rico, which is also really meaningful for me because I did, I think it was like 53 planes in and out of Puerto Rico. And I did myself so many missions between rescuing people and rescuing dogs and being in the mountains and seeing people up to their, you know, ankles in, in disgusting, filthy water. And they had no electricity and they had no clean water. And it was a real disaster there. And Hurricane Maria decimated that island and they are survivors. And it's nice to see the island, albeit a more privileged part of the island and at a resort, but just see the place in general as a place that's got a spirit and a soul and that is thriving and that, you know, I had to intervene with myself and say, it's okay to this time, enjoy this island for personal reasons and, you know, like pleasure versus relief work and to be proud of Puerto Ricans for, being resilient and fighting back and rebuilding and being proud. That was a nice finish to the vacation. It was really a very indulgent vacation. And I just said, we're doing it. I'm enjoying it. And I had so many different aspects to it. Like there was Bryn and I, and there was cold and there was snowboarding and, you know, working out, which I never really do. And like doing something that exerts yourself more. And then there was just pure like three day impulsive indulgence with Bryn. And then there was connecting, um, with Paul and, you know, I'm going to travel more and I'm going to enjoy more. And I'm unapologetic about wanting to work, um, less work differently, work, smarter, uh, not necessarily harder. I have a couple of new developments this year, not only in business, but in personal and real estate. Um, I got a place in New York City that I'll tell you guys about. Um, And I'm changing locations in the Hamptons for a different lifestyle that I'll tell you guys about. But just kind of really in the era of doing exactly what I want to do and what makes me happy. Um, And sticking with my original resolution of not controlling anyone or anything else besides myself and of course my daughter and not participating in anything that is soul crushing. Like we do so many things for other people out of obligation and doing things that we don't want to do that are obligations um, doesn't really serve anyone, certainly not us, but it doesn't even serve other people because you're not doing it out of authenticity and integrity. And so to do things out of integrity and with intention to me is something that is really, really important. Um, doesn't mean you're selfish and running around not doing things for other people. It just means that if you are doing things out of truth and not obligation, you'll just be a happier person. And the contribution of being happier 
is way greater to society. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with radhi devlukia on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner david David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 